At Baptist Health South Florida, it's our mission to care for you when you're injured or sick and help you stay healthy and fit. Welcome to the Baptist Health Talk podcast, where our respected experts bring you timely, practical health and wellness information to improve your family's quality of life. Here's a scary fact. Odds are you've had, and will have again, something that kills 1.5 million people a year. Can you imagine more than suicide, homicide, and terrorism combined? For centuries, dysentery was a death sentence to many. And if the word dysentery doesn't ring a bell, how about the runs or the trots or even the ever-present term diarrhea? Yep, 90% of deaths were due to it at one time. Men and women have lived with this as far back as recorded time allows, and yet it still plagues us. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Fialco, a preventative cardiologist and leader at Baptist Health South Florida. And joining us today to explore this is Dr. Joel Califel, a general and colorectal surgeon at Baptist Health Medical Group. Welcome to the podcast, Joel. Hi, good morning, John. Uh, very nice to very nice to see you. Very nice to be here. I'm uh, happy to talk about this uh, somewhat embarrassing topic, but it's very <laughs> important. And like you said, it it was a big deal, and it still is a big deal. It, it's actually, um, you know, I guess people do tend to be embarrassed during the throes of it and whatnot, but um, it is a, a significant medical condition, and I think you're here to help guide us as to, you know, what are the more simple common uh, reasons people have diarrhea and what to do about it, but more importantly, when should, when should we be concerned? It's a medical problem, and, and what are the scenarios where it really can um, take one's life? So uh, let's kick it off, Joel, with just some basic concepts. So <laughs> how do we define diarrhea? What, what you know, maybe different things to different people, what would be the medical definition uh, for diarrhea? That's a good one. And that's actually where I talk to a lot of patients in the, in the office and also the hospital where they have, you know, one episode or maybe two episodes. Um, you know, the, the, the term diarrhea by the uh, World Health Organization is actually three loose bowel movements in 24 hours. So if you've had less than that, Technically, it's not diarrhea. You just had a loose bowel movement, which can be caused by a number of things. You had a lot of water that day. You didn't have a lot of substance. So you had a runny or loose bowel movement. But if you're going to the bathroom four, five, six times a day, and it is very runny, very loose, then you, by definition, have have diarrhea. Um, you know, and you, Go ahead, John. No, no, please go ahead. No, I'm going to say, and, you know, there people say, and I always ask them, you know, it's embarrassing questions, but it's my job as a colorectal surgeon. Well, what does the diarrhea look like? And people look at me like, like I have two heads. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, like, well, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Like, well, it's important to know because there's actually three types of diarrhea. There's watery diarrhea, there's inflammatory diarrhea, and there's malabsorptive or slash fatty diarrhea. And they all have, you know, different, they all have different looks and also different indications of when you have to go see a doctor or what's actually really going on in the body. So, so that's actually interesting. As you described it, I'm thinking in different terms. For example, the difference between an elevated blood pressure and hypertension. Well, hypertension is a different cause. It's when the blood pressure is elevated chronically in a resting state, but people can get frightened or scared and the blood pressure is up. And, that, and that's a kind of interesting way you put it as well, which is a loose bowel movement, which most of us would say, I just had diarrhea. It's not by the medical definition. It has to be more chronic for it to be considered diarrhea. So from the diarrhea standpoint of the chronicity, three loose bowel movements, 24 hours, and you mentioned many different causes, what would be the more common causes and or presentations of the less dangerous types? You know, what are the more common reasons people would have that, but it's not necessarily a long-term pro uh, problem? And, and you feel free to get into whatever you want to get into, including you know what's in the toilet when you actually have the diarrhea. <laughs> no, no problem. No, but by far it's going to be uh, you know, it, it's going to be the diarrhea that we experience from GI bugs. You know, viral uh, etiologies, 
Um, you know, we all we all hear about the runs that people have of these bad, um, you know, rhinoviruses, rhinoviruses on the cruise ships, things like that. Montezuma's Revenge, when you go to Mexico yeah. and you drink the water. Uh, typically, it is uh, bacterial and viral. By far, viral is the most common type of cause of gastroenteritis, which can lead to diarrhea. Um, the it, What caused dysentery, what you were talking about before, to be so deadly is that people got infected. The problem was, was they would get reinfected, reinfected because they didn't have any access to clean, filtered water. And that's where dysentery came from. It was from the water. So people would get over it, get a little bit better, drink the water, and then have it again and such as succumb to dehydration, kidney failure, and eventually pass away. Um, now, you know, in the modern world, in the Western world, in developed countries, you don't see as much dysentery anymore. However, you still see these viral uh, etiologies come in and just cause havoc on our colons and our small intestines in the realm of diarrhea. Thankfully, most of the time, I'd say about 99% of the time, you can get better on your own with good fluid hydration. I tell people all the time, I know the old, especially uh, coming from a, a Cuban heritage, oh, you know, drink soda and Gatorade, you'll be fine, no problem. Not always the best advice because sugar <laughs> acts as, a, as an osmotic well, sure. could actually worsen the diarrhea. So actually Pedialyte is the best thing because Pedialyte has all the electrolytes you're going to lose without the high load of sugar. So that's the most important thing to do when you're having these episodes. So most common viral, um, very prevalent in our society, generally self-limiting, not necessarily yep. something that becomes a chronic problem. Uh, important to stay hydrated, which is what you're expressing, exactly. and not use concentrated sugar drinks. Pedialyte's in that form is formulation, otherwise water to stay hydrated from that yep. standpoint. Um, by definition, do you need to have a fever with viral diarrhea or any other symptoms that would be associated with it? Or can people just have watery bowel movements on a regular basis? Typically, the watery bowel movements is what comes. Fever is kind of rare. If you do spike a fever and it's a chronic fever, it's probably time to seek medical attention. You could be having a, a bacterial type of gastroenteritis, which, again, sometimes can be self-limiting. But sometimes if you have one like a bad strain of E. coli or Shigella or things like that, you could need antibiotics. So I, I would then at that time, especially if your diarrhea turns from watery to bloody, that's something to be really alerted. And that's why I tell patients, if you see that, time to start thinking about calling your PCP or even heading to the emergency room. So, that, so that's kind of leading into a question I was going to ask, which is when should someone feel uh, comfortable that, hey, let me just let this run its course, <laughs> no pun intended, or um, um, actually seek medical attention, which it looked like. So you alluded to fever is not usually common with just a viral, uh, you know, you may have low-grade fever, but that's persistent or high. Uh, if it turns bloody from watery, I think you just elaborated that that was one of the yeah. components you might want, because that may... And the reason is that might be bacterial, in which case antibiotics would be worthwhile, whereas with a viral, antibiotics would have no function, right? Uh, antibiotics will not be a function. And that's something that a lot of people have a big um, issue with that we deal with is that people will get a little uh, bout of diarrhea and they grab some, uh, some antibiotic that they had from a leftover ear infection or a family member's antibiotic. Then you end up possibly getting something called C. diff, which is called yeah. this uh, difficile infection which essentially I tell patients that we actually naturally have this bacteria in our colon. The problem is, is you take an antibiotic unadvised and it kills all the good bacteria. And now this bacteria is allowed to overrun your colon and produce toxins and give you very, very bad diarrhea. And, you know, if it gets out of control, it, it, it can be fatal. Um, and to a point where before, before it, it hits your mortality, I mean, you can, it can, it can kill off your colon and you have to come see me in the emergency room and I potentially have to take your colon out. 
we actually just did a podcast with a prominent clinical pharmacist uh, about um, super infections, antibiotic stewardship. Oh, yeah. And I think your take home point is you don't take antibiotics unless you need them. You should only take them yep. under the discretion and supervision of a, a physician. Um, yes. antibiotics, so back, antibiotics are the products you have left over in the house. Take them back to the pharmacy. Don't keep them in the house. So you mentioned different causes of diarrhea, the watery or different presentation of diarrhea. Um, can you have blood in your diarrhea or in your stool or let's say in a diarrhea illness and it's still benign? Is that a pathognomonica of something that's more serious? Usually if you're having blood in the stools from diarrhea, it's time to you know speak to, your, to a PCP or get a hold of a medical professional because typically blood in the diarrhea, granted, there are some patients that I have that have a history of you know, whether it be an anal fissure or a hemorrhoid where, you know, a hard or a loose bowel movement will, will aggravate it and you'll see a little bit of blood. Um, so you have to take that into effect as well. But when you're seeing blood in your stool with diarrhea, it's time to seek the help, uh, the help of a medical professional. Because, you know, could it be a bacterial, uh, a bacterial diarrhea? Yes. But could it be also something a little bit more serious? Could it be an inflammatory uh, diarrhea, which you, which usually comes from Crohn's disease or also of colitis. Uh, usually about 30, 40% of pre the presenting symptom of those inflammatory bowel disorders is bloody diarrhea. Hmm. What, just as a side note, what would be the other presenting illness signs of an inflammatory uh, bowel disorder in addition to or besides diarrhea? Just I, Again, I think the goal is if someone has a diarrheal episode, we want them to not panic and not run to the emergency yeah. room, want them to do this. So where would be the other things that may make them, make someone say, hey, I better get checked out because... Again, I'm if, if, it's, if it's inflammatory bowel disease like Crohn's or also colitis, you could be having a lot of nausea as well, a lot of abdominal pain, uh, and not just crampy abdominal pain, kind of more severe abdominal pain. Um, the other thing, especially for Crohn's disease, if you're, if, let's say you had an abscess in that area that somebody like me had to cut and it's coming back or you're having more, that could also be a sign of Crohn's disease as well. But when okay. it comes to the diarrhea as well, most of the time when people have these, you know, gastroenteritis or bouts of the viral diarrhea, they don't have a lot of abdominal pain. They kind of just feel a little crampy. Once they get hydrated, they feel much better. Really, inflammatory bowel disease, they don't get better. They have to. They usually have to be seen pretty quickly. So a couple of the questions that I think are the kind of things that I get asked in, 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 my, in my cardiovascular space. It shows you how prevalent <laughs> this is. Um, so uh, just a side note, is diarrhea, are diarrheal illnesses more likely in one age or the other, or it can strike anyone, you know, at any time? It could strike anybody at any time, but uh, definitely we see it more common in children, especially when, once the toddlers get out to daycare and school. I mean, schools and daycares are just giant Petri dishes. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, I, and, and the thing is the kids will drag it home and give it to everybody. Um, so, but, I mean, it's a good thing because it, you know, it builds up their defense, their immunity to it so that they don't get it again. Uh, or if they do, it's, it's a less um, severe episode, but definitely, uh, the younger generation, the kids, and then also the elderly generation. Um, I think more for the elderly, I think it's just a dampened immune response is what, you know, really carries it to a, a more aggressive episode. Um, I think that's the issue because obviously when you get older, 70, 80s, you know, even the 90 year olds, we're seeing the grandparents and the great grandparents, their immune system is not as robust. So, you know, a one, two day issue of diarrhea, for a three-year-old is no big deal, but for an 85-year-old, that they can get dehydrated very quickly. So you actually, uh, again, once again, you, you've answered one of my uh, coming questions. And the question was going to be, um, what kind of medical conditions or populations might be at a higher risk should they get diarrhea? And again, we're not talking about a loose bowel movement, but the you know three over 24 hours or more, which can obviously cause a lot of dehydration and electrolyte loss. 
what um, you said elderly, obviously, um, any other medical conditions that's, you know, if you have this medical condition and you have diarrhea, hey, get, get, get checked sooner than you might otherwise. Are there any other conditions that you would think off the top of your head? Uh, you know, definitely um, in terms of the age for inflammatory bowel disease, Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis start young. Uh, usually they start in the teens, early 20s. So if you're experiencing diarrhea, that, you know, bouts of diarrhea, they're just kind of unexplained, very a little bit of blood in them as well. You know, definitely, you know, probably time to seek the attention of a medical professional. You probably need a colonoscopy to be evaluated. Um, Crohn's disease does have a bimodal peak. You, We do see a spike. In the population around 50 to sorry, about 60 to 70 years old. Um, it is not nowhere near the size of the spike in the in the younger generation, but you do see it. So something to keep in mind of when you're dealing with an elderly patient that has these bouts of diarrhea. Um, another one we get that's less common, it's called microscopic colitis, where it's typically a patient that has just bouts of non-bloody diarrhea. They've tried hydration. They've tried emodium. It just doesn't get better. And, and it's not really severe. It's just more of annoyance. And usually I, I, I treat them with a with a colonoscopy, take a biopsy of the colon, and lo and behold, the lining, the, the, the submucosal lining is inflamed. You don't grossly see it. You only see it under the microscope. And usually they require a treatment of, of uh, steroids, and they do much better. What can one do if they have diarrhea? And again, I'm going to say it every time, not a loose bowel movement, which hopefully is a one-time or self-limiting thing. But if someone has diarrheal illness, what can one do? First place, are there over-the-counter therapies or yeah. again, certain foods to avoid or eat? Or you know, can anyone do anything other than just wait it out? Yeah, no. So what you can do is obviously hydration. We talked about Pedialyte water. A good one now is Gatorade Zero. If you don't like Pedialyte, Gatorade Zero is a great option. And again, the purpose is avoid the sugar, right? Avoid the... Yes. Avoid the sodas. Avoid the the high Powerade, Gatorade. Granted, they may make you feel a little bit better, but in the long run, you may make your diarrhea worse. Um, Things over the counter that you can get are modium, Lamotil, are things you can get. I usually tell people, be careful with those medications. They can easily cause the other issue. They can cause constipation. So in terms of turning on the dam, you may shut off the dam <laughs> completely. Yeah. So I, yeah. Usually, I usually tell people, start with one to two pills, and that's it. Don't take any more than that. It usually works very well. Um, if the diarrhea is lasting more, more than three to four days, I would give a call to your, to your PCP. Okay, great advice. And my last question would be, uh, any thing one can do to avoid diarrhea? Well, obviously hygiene is important, but what about things like other supplements, probiotics? Maybe you could talk about any, any things that can help create a healthier microbiome, what really works, what doesn't work. Yeah, and that's becoming a hot topic in the colorectal world and even the gastroenterology world is like, what is this microbiome? And, you know, is it not only good for the uh, intestinal system, but is it all good for our overall health, our mental health? Um, you know, there's been a lot of studies out there that if you treat somebody's chronic constipation, they're a much happier person. I would be too. <laughs> Fantastic. Same thing with diarrhea. Um, but a well-balanced diet is the key. Um, probiotics, I think, are helpful. I don't think they're your, you know, all all in one magical potion. Um, I, you know, because you, you can get those healthy bacteria in a well balanced diet, especially fiber and yogurt and dairy that have those bacteria in it naturally. Um, especially fiber. Fiber is huge. If you don't have enough fiber in your diet, one the probiotic doesn't work because what happens is that your the, the way fiber works, fiber works in two ways to keep your colon healthy. One, the sugars that are in the fiber, your body, your colon digests them, and that creates bacteria. And that actually causes motility in your colon to have a healthy bowel movement. Um, and that's the, that's the importance of it. Obviously, stay away from water that you know is not clean. So when you're on a hike, 
Don't drink the water from the spring. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know what animal did it, did its business uh, yeah. just upstream. Those are things you have to be worried about. Um, really clean water is what, is what you have. If you're, if you're around hikes and things like that, that you're just drinking unfiltered healthy water, you're putting yourself at risk for one of these diseases. Great advice. Um, again, healthy, balanced diet, lots of fiber, uh, fermented foods. You say yogurt, kimchi, sauerkraut. They sound silly, but they, they do have yeah. health benefits yeah. for your mouth. They like your them. Your veggies and, uh, and your fruits are huge. I always have your veggies and fruits. And especially, I get this one a lot. People will come to me and they're like, oh, I eat fruits all the time. And why, why, don't, why don't I have enough fiber? Not all fruits have fiber. Correct. You got to go for the, the, for the fruits that have skin on them. The apples, the pears, the plums, all those stuff. I have one patient that says, oh, I, I have six bananas a day. Why? No, bananas no, actually no. don't have any, bananas actually plug you up more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I say you squeeze a banana, you don't, you squeeze an apple, you get water and juice. Squeeze a banana, you get nothing. Yes. You get mush you in get your nothing. hand. So yeah, you yep. want the fruits where you're eating the skin, not where you're peeling yeah. the skin, just eating the sugar. Yes. Um, eat, eat, eat the skin. That's important. Great advice. Great, 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 great information. Again, I always love podcast guests that I learn from as well. So uh, any final comments or anything we missed that you want the, the listeners to, to know or uh, anything you just want to emphasize? No, uh, just, you know, a diarrhea, it's a very real thing. It's something we don't like to talk about a lot, but it can cause a lot of issues, especially if it's a very chronic thing um, that can lead to more serious things like Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis. But if you're just at home and not hydrating yourself, I mean, you can go into kidney failure. You can put yourself into a lot yeah. of medical issues. So, you know, definitely, you know, if you see the warning signs, I tell people, if you're having a lot of abdominal pain, you see blood in your stool, g- get some help. There's something going on. Awesome. Dr. Joel Calafell, who's general and colorectal surgeon at the Baptist Health Medical Group. Appreciate your insights, your time, and obviously your passion and expertise in this, in this uh, difficult sometimes to discuss subject. Um, to our listeners if you have a comment or a suggestion for a future topic please email us at baptisthealthtalk at baptisthealth.net that's baptisthealthtalk at baptisthealth.net we'd love to hear from you and thanks for listening find additional valuable health and wellness information on our resource blog at baptisthealth.net slash news and be sure to interact with us on our social media channels for live and upcoming events this podcast is brought to you by Baptist Health South Florida Healthcare that cares.